Welcome to another episode of the Professional Heels Podcast. I am your host for the day, Gavin Gabriel, a.k.a. the Sexy Goldberg. And today, I'm bringing you a prediction for the SummerSlam cards. Just me today. Brandon's not with us, but he's here in spirit. And uh, let's go ahead and dive right into it. Now, this is going to be a mini episode. We are talking on the SummerSlam 2022 card. And the card has already been pretty set uh, for a few weeks. But we do have the full card jumping right into the pay-per-view. This all coming on the heels of Vince McMahon retiring, which we think will make a lot of changes possibly in outcomes of the matches. But for the most part, the actual card was set before his retirement was announced. So we don't think it's going to get changed too much, especially with only a few days before the actual show happens. But I think maybe what happens with the backlash of this show might start to change directions now that Triple H is the head of creative. So I guess we'll see. Jumping straight into it, we do have a no-disqualification tag team match. It's going to be the Judgment Day versus the Mysterios. Now, although in the backstage antics of things, it seems as though Judgment Day has been getting the hands up um, on most of these uh, interactions between the two teams, it seems as though Mysterios have actually been picking up the W's Um, I expect that to change with the SummerSlam where the Judgment Day, who they want to be taken very seriously, will pick up a decisive win on the Mysterios, um, possibly followed by the Edge Edge return we've been waiting for. Um, We know that when Edge comes back, he will probably be feuding with the Judgment Day, whether he brings his own backup. We'll see. Um, I do think the Judgment Day pick up this win in considerably dominant fashion. However, I do think also my my bold prediction for this one is that if Edge does return post-match, I don't think he comes alone. I think, and quote me if this happens, I think that Edge comes back with Bray Wyatt. Remember, Bray's had his issues with uh, Finn Balor. The vignettes that have been going around, a lot of people are torn between whether it is Edge or Bray Wyatt. I think it's going to be both. I think it's one of those situations where everyone thinks it's one or the other. It's going to be both. And they're going to team against Damian and uh, Finn Balor. But we'll see. Moving straight along, um, we do have the singles match between Riddle and Seth Rollins. Probably two of the most fluid competitors on the roster at the moment. Two of the um, two of the the WWE's most full uh, superstars in my opinion they are good on the mic they are good in the ring they are good at getting the crowd to cheer for them when they need to um riddle has been without randy now for a few months and he's trying to make himself look like a legitimate single star even though during the tag team a lot of people were throwing his name around as the next big single star i think he proves it i think this is going to be your match of the night seth rollins versus riddle Coming off the heels of all those losses to Cody Rhodes, though, I think this is where we see Seth Rollins begin to get a little bit of that steam, begins uh, actually getting a couple wins. And I think it starts here with a a, a victory over Riddle at the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Um, I think it's going to be a good look for Seth. I think it'll be a good start to pushing him more towards the main card at the end of the year. But I don't think it's going to take too much away from Riddle. He's just he's going to show us why he is in everybody's uh, on everybody's mind when it comes to great competitors on WWE right now. Moving along, we do have the singles match. This is uh, 
I guess, somewhat considered a celebrity match. You got Pat McAfee coming back to the ring again, second time this year, to fight Happy Corbin. I think this is going to be... uh, I said the same thing with the last match, and, and a lot of people didn't know or weren't familiar with Pat McAfee having already worked on NXT. A lot of people were thrown... Uh, off guard, they were a little taken away by how good Pat McAfee actually was in the ring against Austin Theory at WrestleMania. I think because of this, a lot of people are going to go into this thinking Pat McAfee is actually better than he is. I think he's going to go ahead and take this loss to Happy Corbin. I think Happy Corbin also, this will be the end of his Happy Corbin gimmick. I would love to see Corbin go back into doing the lone wolf um, his best persona, his most dominant persona, the theme song, the look, the finisher. I think Corbin got a lot of hate, but if you look at how long he's been steadily, steadily doing this at the mid-card level uh, against big names, Pat McAfee, he was for a while there the last guy to beat Roman Reigns clean. He was, until this WrestleMania, he had a finisher that had never been kicked out of, and they needed Drew McIntyre, retiring Kurt Angle. Like, he has some of those achievements to his name now that he needs to start being taken as a legitimate competitor. I think a win over the fan favorite Pat McAfee might be exactly what Corbin needs to boost himself into the upper uh, echelons of heel wrestling right now. I'm hoping to see that, but I, I do think Pat will give us a, a wonderful performance again. Moving forward, we do have the United States Championship match being defended by Bobby Lashley against Austin Theory. Or Theory, Theory's been getting a lot of hate lately, and a lot of people are saying now that with uh, Vince out of the COO position, that Theory is going to receive a massive decline uh, here in the near future. I, I think it starts with this United States match. I think. They show us why they are so entrusting in Bobby Lashley. I think he gets a dominant W, although I don't necessarily think it's just because Vince is gone. I think it's to get Theory out of the U.S. picture match. He has the money in the bank. I think they need to start kind of focusing on what he's going to do with that. Uh, Bobby Lashley retains this one in a pretty quick match. This one will probably get the cool down spot, um, but we'll see. And this coming from an Austin Theory fan, I want to see that man win the world title. I want to see him win it on this night, actually. Um, Jumping into the first women's match, we have Liv Morgan defending against Ronda Rousey. Um, When Liv cashed in on Ronda, she wasn't necessarily... She got the W. She got the belt. We've all been waiting for it for a long time. And I know it's only been a month, so it's hard to just judge it off that. But there hasn't been much to give me as far as her being champion so far now ronda rousey's a legitimate competitor this is where Liv morgan can prove that she is supposed to be in this championship position i do think it probably actually benefits her a little bit by having triple h in charge of creative now um whereas you know vince in a lot of ways is a cash grab and ronda rousey is still at the top name of women's wrestling right now as unexperienced as she is um but I do think we get Ronda heel turning with this one or or beginning of a heel turn. Um, I think Ronda plays the heel a lot better than she does the face. Comes a little more natural, more natural for her. She's good at making people mad. She's good at people not believing in her and not liking her. I, I think Liv retains, but I think Ronda plants the seeds of becoming a bad guy again. 
with the others uh women's match we do have uh becky challenging against bianca um since becky actually lost her title she's just been on this downward spiral of like what is she like is she heel is she face is she crazy is she saying like what is going on in her head she gets back into this match as she finally gets her singles shot at Bianca Belair. I know if Brendan were here, he'd love to say he wants to see Bianca retain. I I think Bianca retains, but I also would like to see Becky get that back just to complete this character. I don't think she needs to hold the belt for long, but I think she needs to come in. She needs to get the belt to finish the arc of this character she's going through right now. Get her back into something more uh, more expected. Of your of your top raw women's wrestler. Um, moving on from there, we do have the tag team championship match, which is going to be the Usos defending against the Street Profits. Special guest referee Jeff Jarrett, which means somebody is getting hit with a guitar. Um, if you saw the uh, this match on the last card, Usos versus Street Profits. It was one of the best tag team matches of the year, hands down. Um, might be top five in tag teams mat tag team matches in WWE, possibly ever. It is it, it was a very strong, very good match. Um, we saw the Usos retain, you got the bloodline storyline going. I, I love the street profits. I think this is gonna be where they start to split up i i love dawkins i think he has the capabilities of being a beast but i think the street profits have run its course i think where they sit right now both of them would benefit as a single superstar to give this some time off um let them do their own thing you got ford who is the makings of the next best thing you got Dawkins, who very much could be a legitimate, a legitimate mid-tier wrestler. Um, and moving forward, the bloodline only looks better with the championships. I don't think it's the Street Profits who knock them off here. Especially with Jeff Jarrett, who I don't necessarily understand why he needs to be in this match. But go get you a bag, Jeff Jarrett. He's got a lot going on this week. He's also wrestling Ric Flair in Ric Flair's final match. So... We'll see what kind of condition the ref is in on Sunday. Uh, from there, do have your singles match. This is your actual celebrity match. We've got The Miz versus Logan Paul, and it looks as though The Miz has had Ciampa in his corner. It looks as though Logan is kind of having AJ Styles in his corner, which could be good. Um Moving forward, I think they're trying to build Logan as a legitimate superstar and not just a one-off appearance. I think he's going to be on Brock Lesnar scheduling where we see him for pay-per-views or every other pay-per-view, but not much in between. He's a cash grab. He's the biggest guy on YouTube. He's already named in the world of uh, sports and sports entertainment. Um, and The Miz, who who can make anyone hate him. Even against Logan Paul, I think this is the perfect choice for the Logan to attempt to get some of that uh, face um, power, star power, and, and beating The Miz here in a solo match, showing that he can go and not just off the tag for a quick uh, chain wrestle, a couple bumps, and getting out of there. To see him put up a good match with The Miz, who's one of the safest workers, 
I think this will be a very good match. I don't think it will be the greatest match. I do think Logan Paul is going to continue to show everybody why he is in WWE now. He is legitimate. He has an amateur wrestling background. He's an athlete. He is a celebrity. He is a he's someone that can rile up a crowd. And I hope that we get to see a crowd um, who actually respects the effort he's putting into even attempt this because. You know, not a lot of people can. Not a lot of people get the chance to. Some people f- go for years of their lives to get to this spot, and then that's where they realize this isn't the kind of thing that's for them. I, I think Nashville gives Logan Paul the respect he deserves, though. Uh, and Logan will will pick up the pick up the win. Um, that brings us actually to our main event. It's going to be a last man standing match: Brock Lesnar challenging Roman Reigns for the three hundredth time. Uh, a lot of people are bored of this match, although as far as like your top stars, it's the it's the obvious like what other kind of match are that you're going to give us. Cody's out. Randy's out. Drew is in this weird mid-card limbo, um, and it looks as though he'll probably get a shot for the next pay-per-view anyway. Seth Rollins is kind of still coming off the heels of all these losses, so I think they need to re-legitimatize him. Oh, my God. can't speak. Sorry. Um I, I do think Roman is going to retain, but I think it's going to be a little more of the usual Roman having to do a little bit of a dirty. He's got a lot of clean wins. And he's starting to get some fans behind him. I don't think he was meant to be pushed as a face for this, for the bloodline, the tribal, tribal chief. He needs to do something a little sneaky, a little skeezy, get some of that heat back on him. Um, I think Roman retains. And then I think Austin Theory is going to cash in. The matter of the fact is, will he cash in successfully? I would love to see him cash in successfully, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he unsuccessfully cashed in, lost his money in the bank, and then was moved back to a mid-card position where a lot of people think he should be. Um, and I, the reason I think he cashes in is just because you've seen him on both shows, every segment having to do with it, like he's being pushed a lot. They're not going to keep that up week after week after week until he until he cashes it in. He's going to either cash it in and die off, or he's going to cash in, win it, and then we don't have to worry about him being in every segment. Love the man to death. I just he it needs to be cashed in because a lot of people are giving him the the. You know, if if things are meant with Vince out of the way and Austin Theory was his pet project, I think the smart thing to do is let him legitimize, legitimize. I cannot talk today at all. Holy crap. I don't know why you guys deal with this. Um, I want him to make himself a legitimate threat by himself. And what a way to do that. Then the first pay-per-view less than a week after Vince retires, he comes out, he wins the world title just as uh, everyone who was like, Oh, he's Vince's boy. He's Vince's boy. Vince is gone. They're double down on Austin theory. He wins the title. Everyone, every, everyone will double think that they'll think, okay, triple H is calling the shots. Stephanie McMahon, Nick Khan is calling the shots and he still is being proved as legitimate. I think that is the best thing to do or to just clean cut it. Take the money in the bank, make him lose it, let him go back down to the mid card, let him work his way back up. But to hold the money in the bank with this will they, won't they on top of the pet project of Vince McMahon and Vince being out of the picture, I think they need to just rip the band aid off and give us what they plan on giving us with Austin Theory. Don't make us wait for it. 
Um, I do, I do see him walking out of SummerSlam as the heavyweight champ, universal champ. Um, and not a lot of people are going to like to hear that, <laughs> but it is what it is. That's what we got going on for SummerSlam looks to be a pretty good card. I think overall we get a good, but not great card, maybe an 8.1 out of 10. Um, I think the marquee matches are going to be amazing. I don't see the women's matches or the tag teams matches being as good as we want them to be. But I see a couple of those singles matches actually being a lot better than uh, anyone can ask for. That being said, just a quick show today. Give you guys the uh, predictions for the card. Um, We will see you back next week. Brendan will be back. We have a special guest, a dear friend of mine coming in. We will announce who it is as it gets closer to that date. But on that note, thank you guys for tuning in. I have been your host, Gavin Gabriel, a.k.a. the Sexy Goldberg. And you've been listening to the Professional Heels podcast. On that note, we bid you adieu.